You're listening to The Collective Church Podcast. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za. We are really excited to have my mom and dad, Helmut and Vida, in the room with us this morning, and we're going to be speaking about miracles and the supernatural life. I just want to encourage all of you that the Lord is working underground at the moment. He really is establishing and working in the deep root system of our hearts, and we're learning to rest in the finished work of the cross. We're learning to be fully dependent on the Holy Spirit, and I just want to encourage you to lean into Him. He is on the move. He is speaking and moving and working, and it is glorious to be a part of that. And so what my mom and dad are sharing this morning is absolutely key to what he is stirring up in anticipation in our hearts. So what I want to say is these two human beings are absolutely <laughs> spectacular. They've been married for more than 42 years. Um, they have three children, of which I am one, and eight grandchildren. And um, they led a church in Munich in Germany for eight years, a beautiful community called Jesus de Weg. Um, and I know how passionate they are about seeing the walls of the church just be open um, and to see the Holy Spirit move through churches across the globe and also to see revival sustained from one generation to another. And so they're going to share some of their stories and insights of, of, of years of experience. And so we're going to pick out those beautiful pearls this morning and just feast on what the Lord is stirring us into. So thank you for being with me. I love you. It's good to have you. Thanks for asking us and inviting us. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's dive right in. Why does God do miracles? Well, I'd, I'd say uh, it's because that's who he is. That's what he does. He's God. He's a God of, of miracles. And uh, he can't help it. It's mm. in him. Mm. And... Uh, uh, I think for our Heavenly Father, miracles are, are not what we understand as miracles. I mean, for Him, it's just a way of life. That's what He does. Wow. He speaks and things come into being. Mm. It is just, uh, that's how it is. Mm. <laughs> and we can be part of that. And uh, let's face it, I mean, creation, when God created the universe, it's a miracle. I mean, how it all hangs together, we can't even fathom or begin to understand. Mm. But it is, uh, that's just how it is, and you just can't help it. And we have the privilege of being able to be part of that. And that's why the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is a book that's just full of miracles. Yeah. Every single chapter, every single book has got dozens of miracles in there recorded. Yeah. So that's who he is, and we are so uh, blessed to be part of that. Yeah, I think that's just the way God is always related to his people. That's his relationship with man. And for me, miracles just show us that he's not a God far off. He's not removed. His miracles are expressions of his love for his people. Whether he's sending manna to the people in the wilderness, whether he's Jesus um, feeding the thousands, um, providing for them, whether he's healing people, um, the Father loved us so much, he sent Jesus miraculously to be born, miraculously to die and be resurrected. All expressions of wanting relationship and, and loving us. So for me, that's what miracles are. And it's part of who God is and part of how much he loves us. Just that he actually expresses himself in this miraculous way to show his love. 
absolutely love that that kind of definition of miracles that they are an extension of the nature of God mm. himself and it's his goodness and his kindness that draw us towards mm. him and even as you express it like that I think oh God I just want more of you mm. in my life I want more of who mm. you are and so miracles are not some distant thing apart from him but part of his very nature so you were speaking about how miracles are found throughout the Bible Old Testament New Testament the question is, is he still doing miracles today? Yes, Absolutely. he definitely is. <laughs> I mean, God is the same, and the Bible tells us, and he tells us actually in the Bible through his own words, that he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we can see that his miracles are part of him yesterday. We can see it's, it's part of today. And uh, it's definitely, miracles are definitely, definitely part of our lives for tomorrow. Um, and we personally have seen his miracles in our lives. We've experienced them. We've seen and experienced them as we've ministered to others. We've seen so many miraculous things that he has done. And um, we're still seeing that. And we're hungry to see more and more and more. Okay. That's so real. It's totally so real. So you're referring to having seen miracles in your life. Why don't you tell us a few stories? Tell us a few stories about the miracles that you have seen. And um, we have to just contain ourselves because we could literally spend days <laughs> telling these stories. We love it so much. Um, but I would just like to say before we actually start sharing some of those testimonies, a testimony in itself contains, if you want to receive it, it contains a prophetic word to release and repeat that testimony in your own life. And I just really feel to say that to all of you listening, watching out there, do that today. If there's something that you're looking to receive from God, whether it's finances, provision, healing, um, breakthrough in an impossible situation, as you hear the testimony, just let the Holy Spirit bring that right into your being. Receive that, claim it for yourself, because God is longing to repeat that. Amen. That's yes. so good. And as Vida said, I mean, there are so many miracles that we've experienced uh, since we got together so many 40 odd years ago. And uh, maybe one that's appropriate for this time is a miracle of provision. That's good. At the moment, uh, so many people are struggling out of work, uh, half salaries, right. no work at all, etc. Uh, what we can uh, say in this regard, when, when we came to Munich, the, uh, the cost of, of hiring the, the building that was arranged before we got there. For the church, right? For the church, yeah. It was just uh, beyond the means that, that we could afford. Uh, we just did, there weren't as many people there to actually uh, be able to pay for that. And we went to see the landlord, and the landlords, as people know, are tough, <laughs> tough customers. <laughs> and uh, the miracle happened is that they gave us several months free rent wow. in Munich. Now, Munich is one of the, the highest uh, paid rental places in, mm. in Germany. And then thereafter, we, I think we paid about 30% of what they actually yeah. wanted for the rest of, of the time. And it's still, it's still in place. Wow. So we were just, it was just a mm. miracle at the time. You know, we, 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 we could not have stayed there if it wasn't for that. That's so good. Wow. Mm. But then, of course, the, the wonderful miracles that we love to share is, is that of healing and, and, and where people were personally affected by miracles. And we remember there was one young man and he had just joined the church and had just given his life to the Lord. And then he was diagnosed with a tumor, cancerous tumor in his intestines. And he went to, to the doctors, they did the x-rays and so on, and you could see the, the tumor in, in there, it was, was, was big. And he had to come back some weeks later just to, to have another examination to see how things had developed. 
and they took another x-ray and the tumor had shrunk. Mm-hmm. And the doctors, um, in the meantime, we had prayed for him for a miracle, you know, because now he has a young new believer and, you know, yeah. let, let him experience what God can do. And the doctor said, well, that's, that's not, not possible. Let's, let's not do the operation right now. Let's, let's have another look uh, you know, in three weeks' time and then we do, do the planning. And so three weeks later, they had another examination and the tumor had gone. Thank you, but, Jesus. <laughs> no, wow. It was just, just wow. so, and it was, so was such an encouragement for, for us as well at the time, you know, mm-hmm. having just uh, started a church, what, uh, what a wonderful testimony that, that wow. was of God's, uh, mm-hmm. of God's power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, of course, uh, there, there were others. There was a young, young man who had epilepsy, uh, a teenager. Mm. He was a very good soccer player and he wanted to become a professional soccer player. Mm. Eventually, actually, with a bursary to go to the States to play soccer. But um, he had absolute epilepsy and that just <laughs> didn't make it possible for him to, to do what, what his heart desired. And we prayed for mm. him and uh, he was healed of epilepsy. Oh. Oh, wow. So there are many more stories like that wow. that we could share. So, so wow. wonderful. Um, I'm going to dive straight into the God does the impossible one. Um, so there was a lady in our church uh, who was about 50 years old. She had a very, very severe brain hemorrhage. And Angela ended up on a life support machine. Virtually, in the end, they just said, you know what, there's actually no activity mm-hmm. anymore. It's just like flat. And people must just come and actually say their goodbyes. So family and friends were notified, please come, take your leave of her because in a few days or day or so, we're going to actually switch the machine off. Hectic, very emotional, dramatic, but the church, the people in that church community were incredible. They went every single day, and it was amazing that the intensive care people allowed it. They prayed and they worshipped over her daily. Somebody went and did that. And they did not give up. No matter what the medical news was, they just pushed through doing that, singing over her, singing life, speaking life, declaring life. And then it began. The miracles started to happen. They're like, actually, there's something happening here. There's... The signs of life here in the brain, because they'd said, even if she does get better, she's going to be brain damaged. Yeah. It's just too severe. But they said, okay, well, let's just wait and see, because there's signs of life. And of course, continuing ministry, prayer, worship. Months later, one or two months later, mm. right, Angela was able to walk into church, stand there, and give a testimony of God healing her completely. There was nothing Mm. wrong with her brain. Mm. She was just preparing to go back to work. She was absolutely fine. It was one of the most dramatic testimonies I've ever seen. And I just feel it's it's very appropriate at this time because, you know, doctors, I mean, what a blessing. Medicine, the medical community, caregivers, all of those things are huge blessings. They're wonderful, but... They have limitations. Mm. And sometimes it's just a matter of only God can do this. Wow. Mm. And we saw God basically do what was absolutely impossible in any, yeah. in any other natural way. Mm. He came in with his supernatural power and did the impossible. Mm. And I really believe that the people actually mm. tuning in today, listening, yeah. Yeah. Um, that are facing situations that seem just totally impossible. Yeah. They feel hopeless. And I want to encourage you, 
take hold of that testimony, that story that God can break through where things are impossible and he can do the impossible. He's a miracle worker. He's a way maker. Claim that for yourself in your situation. Yes, I mean, I can just add to my, my own story of, of having had the prostate uh, cancer mm. and I'm um, completely healed from it. Yay. It's, uh, it's just uh, such a wonderful testimony. Mm. You know? So wonderful. Yeah. It's God so good. And we, we would like to pray for all of you who are holding on for a miracle of healing or provision right mm. now. And we're going to do that at the end. Mm. But those stories are for you. The Lord has done it once and he wants to do it again and he wants to do even greater things. So, mm. so deeply encouraged by those, those mm. personal stories. I want to also talk about failure. Mm. I want to talk about prayers that are not answered. Um, what do you do when you pray and the miracle doesn't happen? I've seen you walk through that and I'd love you to mm. share that with us. Okay, so I'm going to start with, um, because I've been thinking about this one, and this question was coming up. Um, I'm going to start with a quote. Ian McKellar once said this, and I just think this is so true. He said, failure is not not seeing the miracle. Failure is giving up. Wow, that is so good. And I think <laughs> that is an amazing statement, and I think it's so, so true. Um, so the story I'm going to relate is uh, what happened to my brother Dave, he had a brain tumor, a very aggressive, hectic brain tumor. We knew it was, he, medically speaking, he didn't have long to live. And everyone who knew him was praying for him, just pressing in, praying for his healing, believing for his healing. But just under two years later, he actually died. And but that's a tough one. I think... There's some questions that we don't have answers to in this life. The whys. We don't have answers this side of the grave. It's like we've got to trust that answer from God later. We don't know why. But something that gave me a lot of courage and strength and comfort was that during the time of his illness, when we were praying for him, I had a dream. And in the dream, he had folded up his clothes in a neat little pile, put them on the side, and he was in like gym clothes, and he was doing the most amazing things, which he couldn't do in his life. He was in a wheelchair. He couldn't do anything like that at all, hardly walk. But in the stream, he was doing somersaults. He was doing all kinds of gymnastic exercises, amazing feats, jumps. And I, I took that and I said, wow, God's going to heal him. I, I just take that as an encouragement for his healing. But after he'd passed on, I thought about that. And it seemed so clear to me then mm -hmm. that those folded up clothes were the tent of his earthly body. Mm -hmm. And that actually those amazing things that he was doing were actually a picture of him in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so it's so beautiful that the Holy Spirit, even in our disappointment, yeah. The Holy Spirit speaks. Yeah. And I think when he gives us glimpses into the heavenlies and we see the reality of what's happening in heaven, it, is, it gives us a completely different perspective. Yeah. It's such an encouragement. It's such a comfort. It gives us strength. So, mm -hmm. so good. Um, yes, in fact, I mean, uh, something that, that has helped me and us, I think, uh, greatly was when Chris Gore, who was then the director of the Bethel Healing Rooms, came to visit us in, in Munich and uh, helped us to, to look at, uh, at healing and so on. And, and he 
he's uh, had so many miracles happen in his life as he prayed for others yeah. that people got healed and the team that was missing but he himself uh, in his family had a daughter that was uh, paraplegic and, and there was no change i mean uh, there was just yeah. she was attached to machines and he said well whenever something like this happens when, when somebody doesn't get healed i just take that and it's like it's like a pouring oil on my my flame of faith Wow. <laughs> and it in, wow. and increases the, the, that wow. flame and it gets, makes it stronger. Wow. So every disappointment wow. that that happens, I will, I will just use as, as, as a wow. fuel to increase the faith Amen. in what God can do. I think so it's amazing because in those places you can really get stuck. Yeah. You can shut down, you can turn away, or you can use it in the mm. way that Thomas described. Yeah. It's a choice. Such mm. a powerful statement. Mm. Such a powerful statement. I think we can all get stuck in disappointment and just stay there and surrounded by unanswered questions. And so even the encouragement to park some questions that just won't be answered this side of the grave mm. and to allow the spirit to speak, um, even in our disappointment and to allow that mm. to fuel us and not give up. What mm. a deep encouragement. And even as you're listening, I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit to shift our hearts and to bring mm. healing in areas of disappointment and unanswered questions this morning. Okay, let, let's move on to why do we pursue miracles? You know, we could let this go and just live ordinary, but why do we pursue that supernatural life? For the gospel. That's great. <laughs> um, we all would say, as Christians, we profess that the gospel is close to our heart. We love the gospel. We want to bring the gospel. We want to see the kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I think we'd all agree with that theologically. Yes, yes, that's what we want. Um, but I think that in many ways, we have tended to shrink, to narrow what the gospel actually is, and to perhaps sometimes bring it down to a theology of God forgives our sins, he saves us, and in that salvation experience, we pass into a promise for eternal life with him in heaven one day. We need to give Jesus what he actually paid for. And he paid on the cross for so much more yes. than just a salvation moment. He prayed for that whole inheritance that we are heirs to, um, living in the fullness of what the gospel really means in every detail of our mm. lives, body, soul, spirit. God cares about every part of us, and he wants to bring new life, wholeness, well-being, and wellness and new life to Mm. Our whole selves. Amen. So um, and I think there's a stirring around the world in the church of just wanting to bring back a restoration of the full gospel. Mm. Yes. Um, the, the gospel of the kingdom coming, like Jesus preached it, with the manifestation of the healings. And yes. yes. I mean, that's not only the obligation on our side to, to give Jesus what he has already paid for and suffered for, but uh, <clears throat> after he was resurrected and before he left this world and before that actually when he spoke to his disciples as well he did give us uh, uh, an instruction and he said go out share the gospel share the good news but go and heal go and raise the dead go and restore the lepers you know and and he actually instructed us to actually go out there and uh, and perform miracles mm -hmm. he didn't say listen i'm going to come he said no no you go out and perform yes. miracles so, so we have an obligation there to actually go out 
And I think something that, that we maybe overlook sometimes, but in our translations, uh, English and German, uh, we, we, we read about uh, people being saved. Mm -hmm. okay? But actually, when we go back to the Greek, the word uh, is sozo, and I think we know the word, and there are some, some teachings and, and, and workshops around that. And the word sozo actually means more than being saved. It actually means being whole, mm. being healed, physically, spiritually, mm. emotionally, wow. in, in, every, in every way. Yes. And we sort of lost that in the translation, but that's actually what Jesus came to do. Yes. He came to so-so, yes. to heal and save and make us, yes. make us whole. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Mm. So Such good. a beautiful truth. The Holy Spirit is definitely stirring up in this season a hunger to see the full mm. expression of what Jesus bought mm. at the cross for his sons and daughters and, and what that means for the world. And so um, I'm so excited to hear you unpack that for us a little mm. bit as the Holy Spirit works there in our hearts. So as a body, as a community, as the church, um, what... What do we need to do, or in your opinion, what could we do to grow in terms of cultivating a life of miracles? I think we need to grow in our depth of relationship. The depth of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is absolutely key. It's not a thing of following programs, having a methodology. It is growing in depth mm. of relationship with the yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. because he's the one who does this work, mm. not us. And the extent also of our reliance on the Holy Spirit. Um, as you know, a few weeks ago, just a personal testimony, a few weeks ago, God started speaking to me in a dream, first of all, about Chabot, about this glory that he wants to bring and a, and a new, fresh, powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit in, onto his people. And Actually, ever since God began to speak to me powerfully about that, I also, at the same time, started to have so many health issues. I was really struggling with pain and these health issues and feeling so weak. Almost, you feel, does this disqualify me? And of course, that's the whole point. I mean, the enemy always wants us to feel disqualified. Does my weakness disqualify me? No. Because... Then God comes and he reminds you, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Mm. This is not about you. It's not about us. We are conduits. Um, we are conduits of his power. And it's his strength. It's his empowering. It's his supernatural life and miracle working power that flows through us. Mm. And so it's, I think it's a place, I think we really need to understand that it's not about us, our success or our failure or anything yeah. else. It's a very humble place to be. I think the gospel of grace is very humbling. It's not about us. We just carry the power that comes from him. Yeah. And I think the other thing that he, he wants us to grow in is not only that leaning totally on the Holy Spirit and depending on him, but also in our compassion. The depth of compassion. Jesus always ministered from love and compassion, not to prove something about power. It was out of love and compassion for his people. And um, to grow in the depths of, of that compassion. I think, once again, just to welcome the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Outstanding. So good. Papa, mm. do you have something to add? No, it, um, I think uh, I just wanted to really uh, go on from there and sort of say, well, <clears throat> we, we do need to live in, in, in a kind of a culture yeah. where that is encouraged. Yeah. And you cultivated <clears throat> that kind of culture for eight years in your community uh, in Germany. So 
tell us a little bit about how how mm -hmm. you cultivate mm -hmm. a culture for miracles. I mean, firstly, I think it's it's uh, to also say why 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 do we want uh, to live like that? Uh, why, why do we want to actually promote to talk about miracles? I yes. mean, there are many churches where. There's no talk about miracles, you know, yeah. because it's, you know, I'm not sure it's whether it's actually <laughs> Yes. But I think that we really, as we mentioned earlier, we really want to live the full gospel. Yeah. And if you look at the Bible, if you look what uh, the Lord has done, what Jesus has done, what the apostles have, have done, but when we read the stories, mm -hmm. it is just the Bible is full of miracles. Mm -hmm. And so how can we sort of say, well, we're we going to have a church where we're not going to practice that or yes. talk about it or have it. Yeah. So that is very Im Im mm. important uh, that, that we do. And, and, and as part of that, of course, faith is so important. Right. Because, I mean, as it says in, in Hebrews, uh, what's it say? Uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for yes. and uh, certain of what we do not see. Right. Now we need miracles just because of that. <laughs> we hope for things and, and uh, we need to be certain that we are. Uh, we don't see, don't see it right now, but we, we will. Mm, and uh, so that, that culture just needs to be sort of massaged, massaged in, in, into, into how we are and how we behave and what we talk about uh, uh, in, in, in our community. Wow, yeah. so good. Now, that in, in that, the testimonies, of course, are so important, as, as Vida just mentioned, because they encourage us. They say, oh, wait, oh I mean, if it's happened to you, uh, if God has done that with right. you, it certainly can, can happen mm -hmm. with me. Right. And, uh, and, and, and there's this prophetic word that Vida mentioned earlier, that, that, that comes in almost a prophecy over, over other people's life. Wow. So the sharing of that mm -hmm. uh, is, is just so, so critical and, and so important. So good. Yeah. yeah. So good. So, <laughs> so cultivating that, that culture of faith is talking about what God is doing in the mm. unseen all the time and then sharing those testimonies mm. continually. It reminds me of how uh, the Israelites built an altar after crossing the Jordan. They piled up these stones mm. as a memorial to come back to time mm. and time again. Mm. We need to remember, I'm finding at the moment, you know, we're hard pressed on all sides and mm. you need to come back to it daily. Yes. The testimonies are a reminder of no. the goodness and the faithfulness no. of God. Yes. It's a daily practice. No. Otherwise, you can get so distracted by all the difficulties. And but, I mean, sorry, just ask a question. I mean, how, how did we sort of do that while we were in Germany? That's right. And, and that was certainly part of it, just to encourage that, that, that talking, talking no. about that. But also to, to bring in and, and bring in the apostolic. Uh, and, and bring in people who we can see, wow, these, these guys, they are uh, they're, they're practicing what's in the gospel. Mm -hmm. They actually carry that anointing. They actually carry uh, that gifting from God. Let's get some of that. Yeah, <laughs> and so the impartation, we, uh, right? Yeah, the impartation of that, mm -hmm. you know, the, the laying on, on of hands, which at the moment is so, so difficult to do because of the situation. <laughs> that's right. But... Um, uh, I mean, I, I remember we brought in uh, Kia and Kelly Taylor. They were, I think, our first visitors. Now, Kia, of course, is very, very strong in, in, in actually evangelism, going out into the world to preach the gospel, yes. but also in healing. Yes. And it's, uh, even, even now, they're still busy traveling the world, imparting and, and giving out the gifting that the God gave, that God gave them. Wonderful. And he can tell stories about miracles happen, uh, that happened in, 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 in their work. 
We've had uh, people like Chris Gore uh, from, from Bethel in, in, in the church. We had a, a team in, in Germany, Johannes Baumann. Mm-hmm. And now this, yeah. these guys, they, they were wild. I mean, they, they would go out into the streets, you know, they would just mm-hmm. travel, go to a, to a town, and then sort of 10 of them would <laughs> hit the streets, and they would pray for people. So good, so uncomfortable, <laughs> so good. How did you So So with them, uh, we, we started what we call the School of Supernatural Ministries, yes. which uh, we, we held uh, every year over the, uh, the Pentecost weekend, sort yes. of for three, four, five, and then I think we had six days yeah. <laughs> in a row of teaching and practicing. And, uh, and then people would go out into the streets uh, every afternoon and, and sort of put in, into practice of what we found in the Bible and what we found yeah. in testimonies. And so, and so it, it, it was massaged in and on an on, ongoing basis of bit by bit. It just became life of the culture of the church. It's so intentional, though. Mm. It's not something you do, by the way. Mm. As you share those stories, I'm like, you pursued that culture of heaven Mm. in such an intentional way. And I think that's an encouragement for all of us to not just Mm. put it on the side, but actually to to focus our attention on on intentionally cultivating Mm. that. Um, So you spoke a little bit about getting onto the streets. Let's talk about are miracles meant for the church, for inside the church building? Or are miracles meant for the world? Well, I have to tell you this story because I love it. Um, and I think it brings together this, the, world, the, the street, people outside the walls of the church, and what's happening inside the walls, perhaps. Um, on one of these occasions, when they went out into the streets, they spoke to someone, um, a man, and they invited him. They said, well, come tonight and, and see. And while all the manifestation of the Spirit were happening... He strolled in off the street to check it out. And as he entered, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, hit him in such an incredibly powerful way. He just became instantly drunk. In fact, he was so drunk in the Spirit that he couldn't drive himself home or go home. He had to be driven home by somebody there. And then he's like, what happened? What is this? Why am I drunk like this? And... They were able to explain about the work of the Holy Spirit and about who Jesus was, and he gave his life to Jesus. Mm. Um, and once and I again, afraid, I mean, when, when he when he first came in, now we knew that the guys had spoken to people and so on. And when he first came into the church that evening for the service, I thought he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> kind I sort of, of you know, I sort of thought, Let, let's let's see what we can do with this guy. And then others said, hey, we actually had prayed for him this wow. this afternoon. Beautiful. And then he was lying uh, you know, next to the, the the worship team on on, on the stage for the whole service. Wow. But once again, it was just such a demonstration, such an illustration for me that. God, when he moves by his Holy Spirit supernaturally, it's because he loves the, pe- the person. And that was a way of drawing that man into the reality of who God is and how much he loves him. So beautiful. And I think, obviously, it's meant for all God's children, those inside, so to speak, the walls of the church, but also his children that perhaps don't yet know him yeah. as Redeemer right. and as Father God. Um, it's to draw us all mm. through his love mm. and through expression of that yeah. in his miracles. I don't think anybody's excluded wow. people in the church or outside, but sort of it, it seems to me over, over the years I've almost that, that people who are non-believers, who sort of uh, or have just become believers, they seem to have almost bigger miracles happening in their mm. lives. Uh, or maybe it's just sort of more, more obvious, <laughs> but uh, wow. it almost seems that way, you know, that, that the Lord wants to make a point, oh, I'm going to show you what I can do. So and the result of that then often is that there is not just physical salvation, but actually a spiritual salvation as well. And if I could just 
add to that, in closing, of, you know, in terms of that question, um, for me, this, the walls of the church are actually it's a superficial barrier. We all are carriers of the presence of God, the glory of God, and the supernatural power of God through the Holy Spirit living in us. There really are no walls. Wherever we go, we take that. So good. Such a good. It's such a good and a powerful reminder. Um, how would you encourage people to live that in their day-to-day lives? I think it's so important to recognize the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of us. We carry that out into the world. How would you encourage people, especially in this season perhaps, to walk that out in their lives? I think this is a tricky time. It's a strange time. It's a weird time. And so I'd like to focus on it in this time because we can't at the moment do church like we've done it for so long before. We can't have these huge gatherings. We can't have these close prayer lines, laying on of hands on the sick. We can't do do any of that stuff. It's all been taken away for the moment. And so there we are, back on Holy Spirit. What do we do now? What do you want us to do now? Which is where we should actually always be, because we should always be asking that question. Um, And so you mentioned earlier that, um, I think Jen mentioned it on Wednesday night at our prayer time, but you mentioned that God is working underground. It's the Spirit of God working underground. And it was something I really felt was significant for this time, that the Spirit of the Lord is working on our root system, and he is increasing the extent to which we can tap into those supernatural rivers mm. and streams of his power and his grace and his mm. love. Um, supernatural resources, supernatural life, he's helping us by strengthening, working underground and strengthening our root system to tap that more. Um, so and, and I think that's a very, very beautiful and wonderful thing. But I don't in any way feel that this should be just a passive time. So early this morning, um, I woke up and it just came to me to mention four points, if I may. Good, please. Um, firstly, to learn, as said earlier, to rely on the Spirit, like basically total dependence on the Holy Spirit. Not how have we done it before, mm-hmm. and what is the system, what is this method, what, what were the programs, but relying on the Holy Spirit to show us the way forward. Um, in our weakness, mm. his power really made manifest because it's the power of the Spirit. Uh, then active expectancy. Because expectancy too can be like, okay, so yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. I'm so excited about it, but let it happen to me. But I just believe God is encouraging us to be active in our expectancy, yeah. um, to strengthen our faith and expectation, to fan into flame the gifts, as it were. And I think it's a wonderful time to dig into the word, study the book of Acts, Um, take a book like Ephesians, dig deep into that, ask the Holy Spirit to make much of that like a rhema word of life for you in your situation where you're at right now, meditate on the power and supernatural miracle working wonder of the living Christ inside Mm. us. The, The indwelling Christ, the spirit of the resurrected Christ at work inside us. I think that is so powerful. The more we meditate on that, the more explosive it's going to be in our lives. So good. Um, Third point, incremental gratefulness. 
As we walk in this life that we want to embrace, the supernatural life of miracles, incremental grace, gratefulness. Um, Chris Gore gave us a very simple little line, and it's helped me so much in my walk. It goes like this. Thank you, Jesus. More, please, Jesus. So whatever we're praying for, whatever we're trusting him for, whether it's provision, oh, God, okay, a small amount come in. Um, it's way not enough, but thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. More, please, Jesus. Yes. If I'm trusting him for health or if I'm praying for someone, okay, so is some of the pain gone? Can you move it a little bit? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Not like, ah, oh, no. It like, didn't mm. properly work. So no. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. More, please, Jesus. To me, it's an absolute key. It's a childlike response, isn't it's it? beautiful. Oh, I'll have some more. It's mm. so beautiful. Yes, it's a, indeed. It's not cynical. It's not uh, reserved. It's an anticipation, a childlike yes. wonder. It's so good. Yes. Mm. And then last point, respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Even now, there's so many, the Holy Spirit's so creative, and there's so many amazing things that we can do. We can do. Knock on that door. A door is immediately a picture I see. There's so many doors. Pray more for people. Also unbelievers. Yeah. Also unbelievers. Any opportunity, make that connection, that phone call, that message, that gift dropped at the gate. Mm. <laughs> a beautiful one. Open doors, open hearts. Yes. And... God can do amazing mm. things. Respond, mm. respond. I really just want to confirm what you've shared now in those four, four points and maybe even just rewind and listen to them again. It's so important. That's absolutely what the Holy Spirit is doing. And I feel myself leaning into that at this time. Mm. Papa, would you like yeah, to finish with to close, a... Yeah, Chris de Green put it very nicely and I like his writing. writing. It is about a verse about in, in Ephesians, which Rita just mentioned. Uh, and it says in Ephesians 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask for, or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. And he says, and I'll just read a small section of it there. He says, um, uh, in, Inhabited by the Spirit of Jesus, we have the power of the resurrection within us. Yeah. The same power that healed the sick and raised the dead and cleansed the lepers, lepers and cast out demons. Any mindset that convinces us otherwise will keep us living within natural limits. Yeah. But when we become deeply, thoroughly convinced of the presence and power at work within us, we begin to experience more of the presence and that power. Mm. He does immeasurably more than what we ask for or could even imagine in and through us. Boom. Boom. That is <laughs> an amazing way to end. And mm. wow. Yeah. Wow. I think let's pray. Can we just wrap mm. up by praying um, for... Our friends near and far, we know many of you that are actually struggling with sickness in your body right now. And we've been praying this week that the Holy Spirit would touch you in your home right now mm -hmm. as you just Amen. reach out in faith um, and respond to what my mom and dad have, have spoken this morning. Um, would you mm -hmm. like to pray for us? Mm -hmm. We also want to pray for those um, who need a, a provision miracle, a financial miracle. So perhaps you can just position yourself 
if you've got somewhere in your body that you're needing healing, just put your hands on that place in your body. Uh, just expecting the Lord to touch you in this moment. And if you're needing a miracle relationally or a provision miracle, uh, just open your hands to the power of Jesus, to the kindness of Jesus, to his goodness right now. And just on the back of receiving this word of faith, let's respond by just receiving what the Lord wants to do right now. Yeah. Yes, Lord, we, it, it, it's actually a time um, a time during which we do need miracles. Mm-hmm. We, do know, we do know so many people who are out of work or half work or struggling financially and in, in otherwise, just, just the basics of actually having a plate of food to eat. Yeah. Lord, we just uh, pray and ask for those miracles to happen mm-hmm. in those people's lives. And we mm-hmm. pray that, that those who are affected, Lord, that they will have the faith mm-hmm. to ask you and say, Lord, you are the God of miracles and you will help us in this time. There's, there's no government or, or no institution that can help us, but you can, Lord. And so do that now, and, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing, for, for, for what, whatever small step is taken there. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We say, more Jesus, more yes. Jesus. Yes. And Lord, we pray for all those who, who are struggling physically in some way, yes. whatever it might, might be, Lord. And uh, we just ask again. That uh, yeah, doctors are wonderful, but they have their limits, Lord. We want mm-hmm. we want to see miracles, Lord. Yes, we yes. want to see what <laughs> who you are mm-hmm. and what you do. You are a God of miracles, mm-hmm. and that God, Lord, is our God. That God lives in us through you, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And so we just claim and ask for miracles mm-hmm. of healing in 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 all those people who are listening now and others who who, who will pray to you and ask you for for that later. Yes. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for. Jesus. Who you are, we thank you that you do not change. You are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And you do want to heal. And Lord Jesus, you have done uh, on the cross everything that is necessary for us to enjoy that that gift uh, that you've given us. You've paid for it. We can take it. And Lord, we take it with all our hearts. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for what you imparted this morning. I loved talking through this topic with both of you. And my own heart is just deeply stirred into all the Lord is calling us into as a community and as a wider body. We love you. Love you too. Love you. Okay. Love you guys so much. Thank you for being with us this morning. We we miss you and we just send so much love into each of your homes. We're praying with you and we're praying for you and sending so much love. Have a beautiful Sunday. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, thecollectivechurch.co.za.